0: Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. This is just to let you know that the Cinema Catch-Up Club has an official Patreon page. If you'd like to become an official member of the club and get some bonus goodies, including early access material and bonus features only available to our patrons, then please join up at patreon.com forward slash podcast. And now for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Stephen Platt, thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we are watching... The Italian Job. Now, just to specify, it's the original Italian Job from 1969, not the 2003 remake. Why are we watching it? Because it's soon to turn 50 years old. Ooh, time is passing. Joining me, as always, to watch uh, the film, we have somebody who has seen it and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it's Ellen Sis.
1: Hi, Stephen. How are you? Yeah, not too bad.
0: Ellen, you've not seen The Italian Job.
1: No, I have not seen The Italian Job. And when you said, would you like to be on this podcast, I went, I have no idea what this fu- this, this movie is at, at, at all. And so we sat down and watched the trailer and I went, oh, yeah, this looks cool. So.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so given that you've seen the trailer, the original yeah. 69 trailer and, and nothing yeah. else, what are you expecting?
1: Um, lots of car chases, um it's 1969 so i'm presuming there's going to be a couple of scantily clad women scooting about in some capacity and obviously michael Caine's in it doing his michael Caine thing i was just really excited because you said so michael Caine's the main person but also noel coward is in it i went oh because i'm a musical theater nerd and then oh and benny hill's also in it i went that is a weird combination Mm. so yeah i i don't really know what else to expect apart from that but yeah
0: all right, it's gonna well, be interesting. <laughs> joining us as our guest, who has seen the film and knowing exactly what to expect, it's Murray Jackson. Everybody, hey there. How are you all? I am good, Murray. Uh, the Italian job, uh, in a sort of vague, non-spoilery sort of way. Um, what, what can Ellen expect from this film? Um, minis,
2: lots of minis, mm. and um, ooh, a lot of Italy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this film as well, but it was when I was uh, 12 or 13 was the only time I've seen this. So it was long ago. Um, And the main things I remember from it are nice sort of panoramic shots of the Italian countryside or of um, the city of Rome. And well, I was, minis. I, was,
1: I was I was in Italy um, Easter last year, mm. so just over 12 months ago, so I'm going to be interested to see what I pick on. I'm like, oh, I went there like 12 months ago, and because oh, we were doing a bus tour mm. around a lot of like sort of the, the um, northern bit of Italy, and then we came back down to Rome again. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see.
0: Did you see many minis while you were there? No,
1: I didn't, because mm. we were in a very big bus, and we spent most of the time between places sleeping, because... Bus travel is exhausting.
2: Mm. I think it, uh, from memory, I mean, I, I'm not an expert on this film by any means, but I think it was Milan that it was filmed in. I
0: could be wrong. Ah,
1: uh, no, see, I haven't been to Milan.
0: See, I'm remembering Rome, but that might just be me imagining the Colosseum behind the minis. Ah, well, I guess we're going to find yeah.
2: out. It was somewhere where there was lots of heavy traffic.
0: Yeah, well, the thing well. is, is, it could also be that I'm conflating things from the remake as well. That's the, that's the problem, is now that there's a remake of this film as well, also mm. with minis. Obviously, who who but, was in the remake? Uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't say that, because he's actually a decent actor. Oh, Mark yeah. Wahlberg,
0: yeah, ladies and, and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, and Jason Statham was in it as yeah. well. That's just, right. But they were just, let's face it, chasing a buck. Yeah, pretty much. It was... Look, the uh, wasn't Gwyneth Paltrow in it as well? Is I she, don't know. Probably. I've never seen to, the remake. You... I've had no interest in watching it. <laughs> You've never because,
2: watched it. No, no interest whatsoever. Mm. This this film's iconic for Michael Caine and and Minis. And um, why
0: would you remake that? That's true. I'm, tra- it, I'm imagining Mark Wahlberg trying to do some of the lines. Yeah, there's
2: an iconic line in this film which we, we'll worry about later. Mm. But there's no one,
0: no one says that other than Michael Caine, OK? No. It cannot be done. <laughs> it absolutely, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and uh, with that being said, shall we watch The Italian Job? Sure. Oh, I'm always up for early Michael Caine. All right, well, for those of you uh, watching at home, popping your DVDs and... No, you are only supposed to blow the bloody doors off! Oh, no, we set the line! Uh, as we prepare to watch The Italian Job. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching The Italian Job, the original 1969 version, and I'm joined once again by Ellen Sears. Hello. And Murray Jackson.
2: Ah, arrivederci. No, no, it's uh, Bon... No. Oh, I don't know Italian.
1: Arri- arrivederci is goodbye.
0: Oh, okay. Mm. Well, it's not
1: that. Uh, nice. So you're looking for... Ciao. Ciao. Yeah, ciao is sort of mm. hello and goodbye, I mm.
0: think, from memory. Uh, well, it's lovely to see you both uh, <laughs> as we review this film... Ellen, that was your first time watching The Italian yeah. Job. What did you think?
1: It was great. <laughs> that was a lot of fun.
0: So you enjoyed it? Yeah. Oh, good. What did you enjoy about it?
1: So much. If nothing else, just for the absolute sheer, like, Britishness of them being like, you know what, we're going to have all our cars in red, white, and blue like the flag. Because bugger mm. you, Italians. Ah.
0: Yeah. Look, watching this film <laughs> uh, as, a, as a British person, it was very particularly with the film being made in 1969 i yeah. think it was very much a at the height of sort of that particular part of like peak british culture you know yeah. the the beatles are still just about knocking around doing their thing mm. At the time, England's football team was the world champions. Yeah, was, which is why
1: they've no, got wondered, it in this I wondered film. I wonder when as well. that was
2: coming up.
0: It was coming right at the beginning. Yeah. And it's of a key course. point in the film, the football match. But yeah, you know, there's there's British fashion, there's the fast cars, there's, you know, all the <sighs> stuff that was happening in, in England in Snazzy the 60s. Suits yeah, and it, the
1: sexual revolution is kind of doing its thing. Yeah,
0: and it, it does feel as though it's very much. Um, almost like the the culmination of all of that culture is is in this heist film is being represented because it's also got some of the i suppose the older more classical things that you associate with Britannish, british british uh, ness, like uh, an obsession with the Queen. Which, yes, uh, which is Noel Coward.
1: Mm-hmm. And him just with his little hand wave and, you know, that, that kind of idea of yeah. old money
0: yeah, is and, still there. And all the characters in the British prison system, kind of like, hello, Mr. Bridget, hello, Mr. Croker, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and the guards are all... Lord Croker. Yeah, Lord Croker, that kind Lord of Croker. thing. Uh, Murray, this was your first time watching it in a while, I imagine. Mm, it was, yes. How, how was it on the rewatch?
2: Oh, it's always fun. I, as, as I was saying to you before, I, I think it's the perfect... Sunday afternoon, you know, slightly overcast day. Sit back. What do we watch? Let's put on the Italian Job because that'll mm-hmm. be a bag of laughs for an hour and a half. Um, yeah. And it, I think it, um, it rolls by pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's has no pretensions, does it? It's just fun.
0: Yeah. Mm. And I think a lot of that is very much carried through in the character that Michael Caine is playing in yeah. Charlie Croker, who is very much yeah. Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. He's, he's very, to be honest, he just kind of feels like Michael Caine yeah. uh, or like an impersonation Just of Michael,
1: Michael Caine, Caine in a heist film. Just like, yeah. all
0: right. Essentially just, uh, hello, I'm Michael Caine and we're going to steal some gold. Yeah. And it's, it, it, but it is a really sort of fun, um, it's a fun look at crime. And, and I think
1: and I think part of that is the fact that, you know, you're kind of watching them like, oh, they're kind of a bit they're kind of a bit dumb and a bit like they're fighting with each other and mucking about and stuff. So that part of the enjoyment of it is like they're a little bit inept, but they're kinda of like lovable rascals. Like it's that kind of a feel.
2: Mm. Yeah, it says once again, feeding off um, what he had already done, I think, at that mm. stage in Alfie mm. and being that lovable, cheeky rogue. Mm. Um, well, that's very much it. It's, yeah,
1: the culture of the time, isn't it? Really. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: it, it, it was. It was just taken out a little step further. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of years later, he he took the the humour out of it and went full on sort of gangster and get Carter. So. Well, uh, yeah,
0: and I, I think it's interesting that obviously Michael Caine is a is a well known and respected actor, and I think he he's one of the few that can can convincingly do both. He can be the hardened criminal that he is in Get Carter, but he can also be this sort of um, larrikin-y type Kind of just like ladies' man, who's like just left prison and he is deciding kind of to do the job. Falls into all these
1: situations, and I love yeah. as well, like when he's watching the um the film of um okay, how how do you how do you do the heist? This is all the stuff and the things and he's just chatting to him like he's actually like, yep, I can do that. Yep, all right, mate. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's easy enough.
0: Yep, I think I've got it. I think I that's part that. of the charm of the film yeah. is that it's very much a lot of it seems to be happening with the filmmakers sort of winking at the camera and kind of like yeah. including... Lily I, I wonder
2: it. if that actually extended out a little bit too at times. You like mm. were saying how you sort of saw him, in a way, being the cheeky sort of Bond, really. Mm. You know, the suave guy, dresses nicely, gets the birds, that type of thing. Mm. Mm. Um, and there he is driving around in a, in a bloody Aston Martin, just like James Bond. Mm. Yeah,
0: it does feel a bit like that. It feel, also feels quite a lot like um, a slightly more serious Austin Powers as well. It's very. Well, much, same era as yeah, well. And... Yeah, it's playing off those similar riffs. Mm. Um, but obviously, uh, the Italian job is happening at the time. And the thing that really stands out from that rewatching is this film still looks really good man the cinematography
1: Mm. is so good we were like two shots in and i was like oh man and that shot um i was commenting on it right at the beginning where you've got the guy driving the red car doing all the fast turns around the mountains and whatever else and there's a very specific camera angle that they have where you can just see the corner of the wheel and his hand on it and it's out through the um windscreen and i was looking at it and i'm going it looks like it's been like 3d rendered and obviously it hasn't obviously it's just a just a shot, but I, I, I kind of felt like I was in like a like a video game, like mm. a, one of those driving video games. Oh, it's that definitely was it like. it's it's a cinema Beautiful. film.
2: To mm. be honest, yeah. it's it's probably loses a lot if you watch it on a on a little TV or a laptop. Yeah, um, Thank because it is. It is. It it was filmed. I mean, the aspect yeah.
0: ratio alone. You know, it, it's filmed for cinema. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're right, that, that opening shot with the uh, Lamborghini Miura. Oh, is I've, that what it was? Uh, a Lambo. I've done my car research. Uh, it was... I, I think the reason it looked so strange but captivating uh, mm. is because the camera angle isn't from one you would normally get in a car. It was no. lower down. And it no. was showing the interior as well as the exterior and it was very Mm. much being shown that this was and with the music that was playing as well this was kind of like and the little shot from the
1: side of the wheel they did a lot of that they did it at the end as well with the big coach as well
0: it was essentially car porn they would have been it would have been Mm. so
1: hard to film can you imagine what it must have been like to try and film that in 1968 or 69 whenever they were filming it Mm. Some of those shots would have been really technically hard to do and mm. the multi-camera shots where they were like throwing cars... I know I'm getting ahead a bit saying when they're throwing cars down mm. the thing, but like some of the multi-camera setups, or how many cars did they throw down the ravine? Like, oh my God.
2: Yeah. It's sort mm. been a pricey Well, it's film. all in camera too. That's the thing. There's yeah. no fakery or trickery. No,
1: it's all real. Yeah. I love practical effects. They just look so much makes better. Makes you
2: wonder how someone like, you know, George Miller, when he did... Yeah, Mad Max films, yeah. how much he sort of studied Something films like, like Italian Job mm. and yeah. went, okay, well, yeah, this is where we want the cameras.
0: I think the impact of the Italian Job watching this film, though, m- mm. my feeling is that it's very clearly had an impact on quite a few different films that followed. Oh, um, massive. You know, the obvious standouts are things like The Fast and the Furious, yeah. uh, you know, all those films which are based on cars doing things. Uh, and Murray, you were raising a point that you felt that it definitely influenced films like the Ocean series.
2: Yeah, I I think in terms of the heist thing, the whole, you know, we'll give you the plan before the heist. Mm. Yeah. And you watch it unfold from there. And the fact that you've got the the ragtag bunch of quirky characters. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Benny Hill, for God's
0: sake. (laughs) Well, I mean, a a film which has Noel Coward and Benny Hill in it is always going to be a little bit different. Um, Mm. And I, I have to say, I... On this rewatching, I was not really a massive fan of Benny Hill's character, <laughs> Professor yes, cause Peach.
1: He, yeah, because he was, he was a creep, but, yeah. you know... It was Benny also, Hill! But also, it's 1969, and uh, you sort of got to look at it in its historical context. I mean, I was a bit like, oh, please stop grabbing ladies' bums, that's a bit... Just settle down. But I can yeah. understand why it's in there, and, you know, like, people going to the movies and watching it would have been like... Ah, 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 I mean, like, you know. you're
0: right, it is Benny Hill, and even yeah. in 1969, people would have gone of course Benny Hill's playing that character yeah. of course he's playing I like the character it was char- actually yeah. um, probably before the height of his fame though well certainly that's before his American I'm not sure fame I'm sure if he was known at the well, time for this sort of stuff
1: well I mean this film was very big in America as well wasn't it so it, that may have then influenced it
0: eventually did well in America at the yeah. time it wasn't a massive success uh, partly because they marketed it wrong well, they marketed it, it they marketed it more from the mafia side of things oh. which actually Michael Caine was very upset about um um, whereas obviously in Britain it was marketed for what the film is, you know. The British yeah. taking... Yeah. massive ad get- for minis. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> essentially, yeah. But the... Um, the
1: British taking on the... Yeah, taking, taking on the on rest on the, of the continent. Taking on the Italians, Which, you know, yes. in a
0: sort of uh, post-Brexit world is... Um,
1: Pertinent again. It,
0: it, it, I'll, I'll be honest, it, this film is maybe like if you wanted people to support the argument of brexit you just have this on loop instead of answering any <laughs> questions because it did like i did feel this good is for the these best characters british. yeah hmm. um this
1: is what we are this is what we do
0: yeah but also like it fit in with a lot of brexit things you know like being disrespectful to foreigners <laughs> i
1: mean oh yeah the bit where the guys oh bloody foreigners i'm like yeah that's a british guy yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, the the, the characters, these the sort of wacky characters I thought were were fun. I mean Professor Peach, it was quite fun having like a sort of slightly kooky professor character, which was not uncommon in the 60s. Uh, but that his sort of his Achilles heel was larger ladies.
1: And then you take him to Italy. Yeah. It's like, mm. And I'm I'm not
0: I, like and like the idea I really liked when he says look out the window and they've got two larger ladies <laughs> in the back of the car and he's like, "Ooh, that was quite funny." That, but the uh, sort of pursuing and feeling up of that That Italian lady On the tram system And then with the police And then they
2: did When they're at the police station They did the classic What became the classic Benny Hill signature
0: Speeding up the film Yeah And her voice is going
2: Yeah And I'm thinking to myself "Mm, Maybe Benny stole from this film For his own It
0: may just be that Benny Hill Had some sort of like Like Natural thing Like a clause Mm. in
1: his contract Uh, You must do the thing
0: Or maybe just cameras Speed up around him That was maybe Maybe. it It was just like Mm. Something about him The cameras just started going double speed yeah and so that i was kind of like okay that i'm not necessarily a massive fan of, of of that but um it was it was a a fun sort of quirky side character concept. Uh,
1: did he get left behind as well in the police station? Did well, he just, did he just there, get I left I think he was arrested
0: Italy? for public molestation, wasn't
1: he? And then he just got left there? They just yeah. left him there? That
2: was it. Was that was imagined? the end of his Well, block? no,
0: one, I, I thought someone was going to point out the fact, oh, where's Professor Peach? And they never never mentioned him. It was oh, just,
1: he's probably found himself a nice Italian which, woman. Just which, leave him here. Which
0: is why that felt so needless. We didn't need... Him pursuing that woman on the tram, we could have left it with that shot with him with the flowers going. Why can't people be more like flowers, like that kind of like misunderstood, like uh, gentle soul type thing?
1: And then it's like, no, he had to go and sexually assault somebody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh,
0: but the other character, um, uh, Mr. Bridger, played by Noel Coward. Oh my god. Uh, Ellen, you're you're a big fan of Noel Coward.
1: Well, he was kind of. He was very uh, instrumental in uh, the development of musical theatre in the early 20th century, specifically in Britain. So he's pretty big bickies in my field. Um, And he's just so great in this. Mm. (laughs) He's just such a jerk. He is. He was very, just very, very restrained, just very... Wandering through doing the thing, he's obviously in complete control of this prison, despite mm. the fact that he's incarcerated.
2: I find it interesting he turned down the part, the title part of Doctor No mm. um, a few years earlier and yeah. he, he does the Italian job. Like
1: Well maybe he saw how maybe he sort of had a look at Doctor No and went, Oh, maybe I should do maybe this. Maybe I should
0: have done maybe, he maybe thought,
1: I should have done the James hmm, Bond thing.
0: Maybe he thought Doctor No was a bit too serious.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good point. Because
0: I think like Doctor No is a film which very much takes itself quite seriously, even though some bits of it are a bit, um, I suppose, farcical by today's standards.
1: That book is hardcore. Though. But
0: but the the Italian eh. Job film, I think is, I think maybe. Hearted, yeah, yeah. 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 The and they never did explain.
2: How did they break Michael Caine into
0: the prison? You saw him with a grappling hook in the did scene I? before. Oh, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I, yeah he had a grappling hook. What did he when, call it? Yeah. Susie or something? Well, the, 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 It's that uh, easy Hazel. to get
2: into Parkhurst?
0: Yeah. Really? Well, it was Hazel, which... Um, Hazel. Yeah, it was actually the name of the director's wife, uh, which is why they called the, the grappling, grappling hook. The grappling hook, Yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I, that's obviously how he broke in. But I really liked the fact that Mr. Bridger, like, as you say, completely in control uh, when he goes in to meet the governor, who's played by uh, Captain Mannering from uh, Dad's no, Army. No,
2: no, no, Sergeant um, Wilson. Oh, Sergeant Captain Wilson, Manoring's sorry. offside. That's
0: yeah. right, yes. Um,
2: Please get your dad's army right. Ah,
0: oh, sorry. Don't tell me your name, Pike. Uh, but yes, uh, when he walks in and um, and the he just sits at the head of the table, and the governor has to scuttle over and go. Yes, somebody broke into this prison today. I'm not pleased with it. It's it, he is in complete control, mm. and it's a it's a really fun character mm. um and then the fact that you and it's
1: s- nice as well because it shows you the fact that you've obviously got corruption in the prison system in in britain just mm. in generally and then obviously in italy you've got the 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 mafia doing mm. their thing and it's like look everything's corrupt
0: yeah everybody's crooked well it's, it, fine. well it's it's even a point that um mr bridger himself says when they're yeah. playing that uh, that poker game at the dentist yeah uh when he goes everybody in this world is bent.
1: Yes, that's yes. That was what mm. I was trying to think of.
0: Yeah, mm.
2: I think if it wasn't for the the outdoor filming they had to do for the the funeral mm. scene, mm. I, I I could have sworn they they. They had him for like two days because they could have filmed everything in a very short period of time.
1: How fun would it have been to have been one of the extras in the scene where he comes out at the end when they've all found out that the job's gone well and it's just all the inmates just banging all there. I'm doing the
0: dun 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 England. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was really. Yeah, it would have been fun. And he's doing his little waves. It's like
1: Oliver on crack. It was just brilliant. Like the opening thing of Oliver, just like.
0: It's like if Oliver grew up and became a criminal. Yeah, yeah. which
1: he kind of did mm. briefly.
0: Uh, but yeah, it's it it is really fun. The, the, the plot of the film itself is actually relatively simple. It's mm. there's a there's a job to do in Italy. Uh, hence the Italian job, uh, they go over there and they successfully pull it off in terms of the actual job bit. They, mm. they We see how they build up everything, how they're going to use the minis, how they've got the Land Rover and the bus. And
1: I like the fact that you got to see them actually training for the thing and, you know, destroying the, 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 the Mini Coopers. Like, mm. you know, you've got to learn how to drive the thing properly so you can do all the bits and pieces necessary to get through the stuff. Mm. And it's like, you know, they've spent all this money destroying these cars. Like, I like the fact that you actually got to see them training and the fact that they were a bit crap to start off mm. with.
0: And also the the iconic line of this film, which is created yeah, yeah. from uh, them trying to Forget. just explode some doors. Yeah. And this whole bus just goes in the middle of this field. And you get the line of, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. No, no, Stephen. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. I felt I, I felt it was more to go full trip. I felt it was a bit more, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. He kind of speeds up that second bit. <laughs> little bit nasally. Mm. I like to do the emotional Michael Caine <laughs> where he's getting choked up. Uh, but yeah, it was... it. it the, the great thing about this film uh, in terms of the DVD we were watching has that before the DVD even starts in the menu. Before I you know. Can, before you can even get a menu option. Ruined it, the entire film. Yeah, it's him going 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, the explosion and then just him with these graphics going you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off and then some CGI Mini Coopers turn up and you can hit play. Mm. And I think it's... I, it, it's, re- it's,
1: it's obviously at a point now where it's so iconic <laughs> and I, I'm actually surprised that I had not yeah, no- so you had no concept of the line no no concept of the line whatsoever mm.
0: I think in the UK in particular it's you can't not know the line yeah. it was voted in a I think it was like a poll in the early 2000s the most iconic movie line in this like British film poll thing makes sense um and it, it is a great line and it you know it's a really good punchline
1: beautifully delivered yeah it's very good
2: it's up there with you know we're going to need a bigger boat and yeah yeah it's, i'll it, be back
0: yeah it is really great and it again it just carries through that sort of that humor that's happening throughout what is it is still a serious heist film you know the film starts with like and there's a, a few mafia, of actual, like, yeah. stress. It like, starts like with a mafia, mafia hit, mm. and then, yeah. but it's still slightly comical where... So they're they roll, all lined up. They're all the wearing wreath. identical suits. They've
1: got the wreath ready. Yeah, they're the ready to go. Rolls
0: the wreath down after they throw the car and it, into the river. All they
2: have is a bulldozer, really. I mean, mm. yeah.
0: Um, and then again, when they confront uh, Charlie and the gang and on the And then they hills. turn
1: around and they've just disappeared yeah. off the thing. And See, it's like, oh, it's like a magic There's an tree. alternative
0: ending to the film. You know, There's
2: the bus on the edge... And they hear a heavy vehicle approaching around the corner. Comes a bulldozer.
0: <laughs> yeah, with all the mafia singing the Italian equivalent of we the Self Preservation Society. Um, yeah, it, those mafia goons were, and indeed the, the head mafioso himself, were great. They were just mm. textbook. Mafia film villains, uh, you know, very, we trying to be very suave and, you know, having dinner parties when they're not bullying people and in black cars. Yeah, Friends of
1: the Americans, Whoa.
0: Yeah. Yeah, bloody Yanks, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the Mafia in this film. They were a good antagonistic <laughs> force. It's a great sentence. Just take I, that I do out like of the fact, though, that
2: when the, you know, the, um, the offsider of, uh, you know, Bridger, the guy funding the whole thing, Camp Freddy, when he's explaining. On film, that what they're going to be doing. <laughs> There's
0: the mafia guy in mm. the background, just like stepping up, listening with to every thing. word. Yeah. And the thing is, is the cameraman who filmed it. Subtle. The cameraman who's filmed it has obviously noticed because he follows him. But it's only Bridger that goes. Hmm. Mm. Hang on a second. This seems suspicious. <laughs> It's it is quite cartoony. Yeah. Well, let's just say it. it is that heightened, a slightly heightened reality thing. You know, things like to
1: make sure the audience like definitely pick up. Yeah, on but this, you know, like... things
0: like the mafia throw a wreath in because they they murder people, but they show respect. The fact that Charlie breaks in with a grappling hook to the prison. The fact that Bridger but, has his own um, toilet.
2: And... Yeah, and
0: mm. and also the fact that like Bridger's cell is just pictures of the Queen everywhere. Yeah. And, and like the royal family, yeah. yeah. So none
2: of this is meant to be taken seriously. None of no. this is meant to be real. It's, it's comic strip time. Yeah,
0: I mean they steal a whole roast chicken in mm. the middle of this heist. Like one of them, just Arthur, grabs a chicken off a plate and eats it throughout the heist. Um, you know, Make it's, a wish. Yeah, it's it's just that kind of once silly again, canvas. you
2: know. And I bet you know John Landis. I bet this is one of his favorite films because mm. you think back to the Blues Brothers. I mean, you, you th- I think this film, actually, in hindsight, has influenced a lot of. I would say that, yeah, chase,
0: Blizz, heist, yeah, Blues Brothers is sort a of very film. good call. That's a yeah. very good shout. Maybe something like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as well. Would no. you say that? I haven't really seen, seen that either. one. Oh, Steven. Yeah.
2: Oh, there's, there's one for future. Okay, okay. In the bank. Yeah.
0: Um, I also thought that this film. It was really interesting seeing the depiction of uh the traffic computers and how that.
1: Yeah, the technology. Mm, yeah, yeah, how that
0: was um utilized as part of the part of the filming and the fact they had to break into the facility to do that because I feel like in a re remake of the Italian Job if they did it today. And it was set in the modern day. Yeah, Yeah, that would be... Professor Peach would probably do that from the comfort of the home that he's being kept in because he's a pervert and shouldn't be let out. Where? Mm. Um, Yeah, he could just type... Just hack in. Yeah hack yeah. in there and then do it, do it like that remotely. They do it remotely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I quite liked The, the
1: tech it. was fantastic, though. Yeah. I was looking at it like, yes. Yeah, and it also the fact that cool.
0: you can take out the power supply by throwing a bicycle into the generator. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, occupational health and safety. Mm, mm. This could be a bit of a problem. Yeah,
2: They'd they, they build the fences a bit higher these days, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. I would think so. Mm. Mm. Possibly um, two fences.
1: Possibly two fences mm. and probably, yeah, a little bit... Probably have the fences a little bit further back away mm. from the uh, mm. generator so you don't so then you it, screw it up
0: you can only really throw a unicycle but that's the only so, thing something
1: that I off. noticed um, about all the scenes in 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 the building where they had all the um, traffic camera feeds and whatever else there was a lot of like lady operators I mean as soon mm. as the you know big boss men came in they pushed them off to the side mm. but they were very conspicuously majority female background extras, Mm. which was really interesting.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you don't, there's not a huge amount of female representation in the characters. Yeah, okay,
1: so you've got the one character who's basically always hanging off Michael Caine's character, like, oh, Charlie, Mm. and you've got a few, like, sort of loose, floozy Dollybirds. type, you know, characters, you've got the three that run out of his... Um,
0: apartment, apartment, in, the, in their undergarments, in their undergarments, mm. yes, and
1: they're nice matching, you know, sets and whatever else. And you've yeah. also got all the girls. Um, when he first comes into the, the room with all the mirrors on it, I was like, oh yeah, which um, felt
0: very James Bond, very James Bond, mm.
1: very sixties. I'm looking at that going, that's, oh, somebody's um, gonna have a hell of a time cleaning those mirrors off afterwards. Once <laughs> again, that's
2: that's reminiscent of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, where yeah. Bond is stuck at the top of the um, piazza with all mm. the. Uh,
0: all the girls. And that's oh, right. That's awful. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. I, I. I. think that is an interesting point, though, where there were. It almost feels as though that because the the characters and the story they they built was this almost entirely male world, that they've gone. Well, we need to have some women in the actual picture. So. Yeah. They have them like in um. Uh, bridges business which uh, Camp yes. Freddie's running there's a lot of the secretary types with the 60s glasses and the, the they're all you d- mm. moving
1: their glasses in sync and things yeah. like that that was fun
0: yeah it was that was sort of interesting and again Lorna is kind of a nothing character in a lot of senses yes. she's essentially you know Char- Charlie's bird and the one the one that he genuinely cares about because he sends her to Switzerland instead of having to hang around because he's afraid she's going to get hurt to go to Geneva and put the kettle on, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And she just goes, "Okay, I love you, Charlie." Like, yeah, yeah, gives the game away to yeah, yeah
2: to the mafia that he's actually there. Yeah. yeah, it
0: feels very Brexity, if I dare say, of a man who go, "Oh well, you know, I love her, but oh, she's a liability, isn't she? Oh, can't trust her." Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Sorry, I'm putting my own aspersions on uh, political movements, which are dumb. Um, the the heist itself, um, the actual. Um, 20 to 30 minutes of the film where we see the heist and then the Mini Coopers Mm. driving around the city of Turin. Um, God, that was fun. That that really
1: holds up too. Yeah,
0: it was just tremendous.
2: So fun. I I like the fact that every time you see them, the only cars within spitting distance are the police cars. There's no Mm. one else in in kooey of them. yeah. Well, and when, when one when, when one police car is destroyed in whatever
1: way, one like... another
0: one somehow appears. It is like
1: a video game, isn't it? They just kind of pop up out of nowhere.
0: Well, I mean, all the traffic was being used to make the traffic jam happen, I presume. They were all trying and to get through And yet the them. police cars got through. Uh, but, the, I mean, it did feel, again, in terms of what has been influenced, this really feels like it influenced the Grand Theft Auto series in a oh, big yeah. way. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I know the... The second Grand Theft Auto was set in London in 1969, um, uh, which I think would be a very mm. obvious homage. Um, yeah, that but, makes sense. But that's sort of like action set pieces with with the cars doing the tricks and driving Going through the tunnels. Going the side tunnels. of the... Um, the building. Yeah, yeah, the
1: building, which was kind of like a oh. like a weird transmogrification of the, the Sydney Opera House.
0: but. Mm. Yeah, it was, it, they were just great set pieces. And it, it just, you know, it was all, again, it was part of that fun where, oh, they they hide the Mini Coopers in a section of a car yard that's selling Mini Coopers. And, and they're, now
1: they're going to go through a tiny, tiny tunnel so they can come out the other end and do the thing. And they're, whoop, whoop, that would have been terrifying to drive thing, through. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. When they're, they're going through the, the um, yeah, through the, the water. And, and this is just built to sell Mini Coopers, isn't mm. it? Really,
0: mm. they just preferably haven't... Mini
2: Coopers which have gold bullion in the back. But, yeah, you know. Mm, mm,
0: mm. Um, and then of course they get the Coopers uh, onto the bus. Um, I mean,
1: even that was good. You look at that going, this is all practical. This is all real. Holy crapping hell. Yeah. And then, of course, the first two get on perfectly, and the last one is like, oh, oh, they're going to make it. They do. And you're like, yeah.
0: And then they get the bullion out. They throw the cars down the hill. Uh,
1: I feel bad. They did such a good job, those poor little cars. They did. And they're the perfect size for going through all those little twisty little back streets. But in, the police, but the police were
0: looking for the minis. That's the thing. Yeah. So they had to get rid of them. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get to the culmination of the film where they've gotten away and they've got the bullion and then and like, hey, Big beer. Williams having yeah, a good big, time. Big premature, um, you know, heist
2: yeah. celebration. Yeah. And, then, and they've all got beers. I mean, what criminals
0: in their right mind get pissed before the thing's done? They should, Well, they had them in the uh, the England supporters van. That was the problem. You even oh. heard Michael Caine go, "No, leave, leave the, the beer, beer." Leave the beer. <laughs> and then the truck ends up uh, in a literal cliffhanger. Uh, yeah. the, the bus uh, does skid, ends up teetering on the edge, uh, and then we have five minutes of watching Michael Caine try and brainstorm um, using Euclidean physics how to actually try and get that oh, goal I, like, back.
1: I've got an idea, and then roll credits. I was like, "Ah!"
0: So you you were. Did you feel it was a good ending, or were you? I feel like dissatisfied? it was. I feel
1: like it was. I feel like it was a great ending. I would have loved to have seen what happened next. But by the same token, I'm like, no. I feel like it, it's it's more fun to then imagine what happened next. Mm. The it, bulldozer,
2: the bulldozer comes round the corner. It did.
1: It didn't leave me like angry like the first time I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which is one of my favorite films. And it got to the end, and the cops come up, and I was just <laughs> like, what was? What was the ending? And I was really mad the first time I watched it. I don't hmm. mind it now, but yeah, no. Watching this, I was just like, I mean, how else would you, how else would you finish it? That finishes on on an interesting note, hmm. I think, more interesting than if.
2: Well, it, it, it the whole thing has been farcical. Yeah. It ends in farce.
0: Yeah. yeah That's it does. probably the way it should. And also, God. I mean, they are criminal characters. You don't necessarily want criminals getting away with the heist. And certainly, uh, the, the British Film Board in the 60s might not have been so keen if it was. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, the criminals got away with it. They had thing.
1: a they had a lot of a lot of restrictions on what they could do in the arts, mm. especially in the in the 50s, and yeah. even in the 60s as well. Oh,
2: balls! Yeah. No, you. I mean, the lady killers. You had criminals. Living in a house with a little old lady for God's sake. I suppose. Mm. It,
0: it, I suppose it just depends how much Mary Whitehouse would have complained in Britain. That's the well. Big it all thing. well her had to go main. Her the, main yeah. thing was was
2: horror and violence and nudity. And if you think about this film, it doesn't really have it. it any doesn't of it. really have that to any great degree. I mean, no, it's you could, tine, there, there really. is some.
0: I guess um, suggested violence, hmm. like when they're hitting the. Uh, the police bikes and then the policemen fall off the bikes. Yeah.
1: Oh, and the bit where, you know, they take Michael Caine into the bathroom and you've got that silhouette bit when they're beating the crap out of it. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that was really beautifully done though. Mm. So but it's, the it's all suggested yeah. and all yeah. fast and, su- so... and the suggestion of like uh, sex as well. Same thing.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause that, that, yeah, with the, with all the, uh, the birds in the hotel, it's like, and what, then the what three do you that want? Are running out mm. their... Everything cut. That. And that...
1: then he comes out with his shirt all ruffled up. Like,
0: yeah. Whoo. Yeah, and then goes and within five minutes is, is banging a widow, which, mm. again, felt very James weird. Bond. Felt mm. very of that sort of sexually liberated time period. Yeah, it just mm. made
2: me feel tired. But you know. I'll, be, I'll be
0: honest, yeah, I was sitting there going, I don't think he had a single glass of orange juice yeah. in, that, in that time. Exactly. He would be. And no Viagra. And it was like yeah. two in the no morning Viagra. as well. Yeah. God, he needs to go back to prison just to get a rest. Poor guy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, would you guys like some trivia about I'll the Italian trivia.
2: job? I'll go on. Seeing as you've done the job.
0: Okay. Um, The first bit of trivia concerns the British Motor Corporation, who of course are the owners of the Mini Cooper. They refused to donate any cars to this film. Oh, you're joking! The boss of Fiat Motors uh, offered to donate all the cars they needed, including the Fiat 500 in the place of the Minis. The director, Peter Collison, however, decided that as it was a British film, a very British film... Uh, They needed to be British minis. Fiat's bosses still donated scores of cars for all filming, as well as their factory grounds. And even uh, though the authorities refused to close the roads, the actual Italian mafia stepped in and shut down roads in Turin for the filming.
1: Oh my God!
0: (laughs) The traffic jams that are filmed in Turin are real. And it it was the Italian mafia, mafia who said, Will help you out.
2: Oh my god! Oh.
0: And that so explains crazy. also why every second car is a Bambino. Yeah.
1: Oh my god! The, yeah, literally the mafia went. We're going to make a traffic jam. Go. Yeah.
0: Well, f- and oh. and also the fact that Fiat saw this and went, no, this could be good. And the, the like the the trucks that are carrying the cars are Fiat trucks. Yeah. Um, you're right. Fiat Bambinos are everywhere. That yeah. That bit where yeah, they're racing the police cars. Yeah. Yeah. But but
2: I mean, isn't the message of the film Fiat
0: not quite as good as Mini Cooper? Well, potentially, but, I mean, at the same time...
1: But also, it's like, you know, advertisements, you get bombarded with this yeah. stuff. Eventually, you're like, oh, this might be... Like, I see this image all the time. It gets a that positive Fiat handles well in
2: a river. Yeah, yeah
1: you exactly. know, it's not bad. And maybe yeah. I don't want a Mini Cooper. Maybe I need something a bit bigger. I want to start the a Fiat's family bigger. The Fiat's
0: bigger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that racetrack they race on that's on top of a building is the racetrack that's on top of the Fiat Motor Factory, oh. for example. Oh, okay. um, when they do the jump uh, over the gap... From Roof to Roof, that was also at the Fiat Motor Factory. Um, so, yeah, Fiat were like, no, let's do it. Yeah, Mini Cooper, the BMC were like, not interested.
1: That's why they've only got three Mini Coopers. Yeah. And a couple of other ones that they, you know, smashed yeah. up.
0: Yeah, but I bet you they've made a few a few bits of cheese subsequently. I bet, I be,
1: I bet in the aftermath they were like, oh, yeah, they probably mm. helped a little bit. Mm. Yeah, that stuff.
0: Uh, this movie, obviously, is primarily about the cars and the driving. Uh, so Michael Caine could not drive at the time that this film was made. Mm-hmm. And he is never seen driving a car. Uh, the only time in the movie that Charlie Croker is assumed to be driving is the cut between when he picks up his Aston Martin at the garage and the next shot when he arrives outside the hotel. Uh, Michael Caine gets out of a stationary Aston Martin after a further cut, though, so he never actually drove the car. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also in the passenger seat the entire time during the heist. Yeah, he probably too. not. Is that surprising for a Londoner? Maybe not. Yeah, I, I mean well, that's
1: like Martin Freeman doesn't drive either. Yeah,
0: or Ricky Gervais, and yeah. again, he's someone who spent a lot of his life living in big cities. So yeah, yeah, I guess it's just it's just more of the fact that you know a car heist film your lead you can't couldn't drive a car is a that, little bit that is yeah mm, a little bit funny granted. Um, the scene between Charlie Croker and the garage owner was entirely improvised by Michael Caine and John Clive. So the whole oh, okay. bit about, uh, yes, uh, you know, I shoot the tigers. Oh, you must have shot a lot of tigers. Yes, I used a machine gun. That was all <laughs> made up.
2: I think that guy, the the, the garage owner, I think he's the um, the guy from Clockwork Orange. The guy who tries to tempt Malcolm McDowell at the end into um, hitting him.
0: Uh, he is in Clockwork Orange. So, yeah, yeah drunk, it probably yeah. was John Clive. But there you go. I just thought that was a great scene and then yeah. reading that it was improvised was like, oh wow. Just well, very what? funny. Yeah. It's and Michael Caine's posh accent is really good as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's beautifully done. And
1: just can you just hold up the bonnet for me? <laughs> yes, thank you.
0: Yeah. Um Noel Coward was not very well when the film was being made. Yeah, he doesn't look well. Um and so he's when course, he's doing he's his pretty tri- old dude. his triumphant walk was filmed in stages because he could only walk a few feet at a time. Oh. Um, and he
1: was pretty old when it was filmed. Yeah,
0: he had a hard time learning lines for the movie, so his longtime companion and partner Graham Payne plays his assistant in the film, Aww. so that he could help him out with any line problems. So yeah, his his very camp assistant character going, "Oh, hello, sir. Yeah. Oh, and this this magazine it's got a picture of the Queen. Yeah, it's got a picture of the Queen. Oh yes, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah.
1: Oh, but, that's really lovely. Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, I knew you'd like that. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, when Charlie Croker gets out of jail, his girlfriend is waiting for him with a car to drive home, and then Charlie mentions that it's the car for the ambassador of Pakistan. The actual car was owned by the ambassador of Pakistan.
2: Oh! <gasps> really? Fantastic. Did they actually steal it? How nice. Or did they borrow he left his it? hat
0: and his flags in there. I'm guessing what they did is um, they were looking for a posh car and then wrote in all the ambassador of Pakistan stuff because it was actually the Pakistani ambassador's car. Oh, my God. I've only been out of jail for five minutes. I'm already in a hot car. It was just, yeah, really fun. And again, just, <laughs> just you know, use what you've got, I guess. Oh if you've got the ambassador's car, throw it in the film. Uh, according to the DVD commentary, although never formally planned, the start of the anticipated sequel would have resolved the cliffhanger of this oh. movie. So the, the planned sequel was going to be called The Brazilian Job So they would have gone to Brazil
1: That would mean a very different thing nowadays so. Uh,
0: Yes <laughs> um, so, so this was the proposed uh, way That they were going to fix that okay. um, For a sequel They were going to have the Mafia arrive in helicopters And lift the bus back onto the road And recover the gold Incidentally rescuing the gang The rest of the movie would then involve Charlie's crew pulling a second heist To steal the gold back from the Mafia Amazing Oh, so In the Brazil. Mafia just let them live after yeah, removing yeah. the gold. Yeah, I can see They're why they. A nice Mafia. Maybe didn't do mm, that. Yeah. Um, there was a f- scene uh, that was filmed as part of the Mini Cooper chase, which saw them driving on an ice rink with <gasps> the cars gliding past each other, accompanied by John Strauss's. The Blue Danube.
1: Yes! Oh, that would have I been I wonder if that's way, probably
0: in the DVD extras. It, it is? Folks, oh my God. check the DVD extras. The scene, oh the scene was cut for timing reasons, but all DVD releases include the scene as an extra feature.
1: Okay, we need to watch that after this. Please yes, when
0: we're you. done recording, we will watch that. Yes. But Everyone's oh just turned the podcast off And now they're like, no, go i got to go, go watch the thing. Mm. <gasps> Director Peter Collinson didn't tell the responsible authorities that he would be using cars in the staircase scene on the Palazzo, only... Machinery, in quotation marks.
1: Wow. Can you imagine somebody trying to do that now? They'd get their ass kicked. Mm -hmm. I bet he got his ass kicked. Mm. Wow.
2: No, no,
0: because they successfully made it over the Alps into Switzerland before they So it's fine. Yeah, Yeah, they were all good. Uh, The book uh, that this film is based on had an entirely different ending. There were no problems with the getaway and the gold makes it back to England and they take it to Mr. Bridger and the book ends with him saying, now go and take it back where you got it from. (laughs) Probably because he realised it needed to go back. So, you know, in the same way that he sends his goons over to beat up Charlie and then realises, oh, actually, no, we need him. I think it would have probably tied into that.
1: Oh, How would you be, though? Imagine pulling off a heist like that and then being like, no, i just go give it back to them. Like, you what? Oh. <laughs> you what?
0: Uh, the screenplay originally was set in London and was to have been a television show. However, the scope for the production was too large for British TV at the time. Mm. So the script was purchased for a movie and the setting changed to, to Turin, because Turin had the most extensive computer controlled traffic monitoring system in Europe. Ah. Amazing. However, Milan was the original location choice until ah. the producers realized it would be impossible to get a shooting permit. Yeah. And well. then proceeded to not get permits for the staircase scene anyway, but And they yeah.
1: just did it anyway. Well, that's or, what or, or you were saying you thought it was permits for
0: a traffic jam. They had to get the mafia. They did yeah. the mafia and just sort that
1: out.
2: So basically for no them. permits.
0: Yeah. So they could have shot it in Milan, they would they have been have fine. Shot I think
1: that's very interesting that they obviously didn't have enough scope in the in the television thing as well because I'm thinking about what else was being made in British TV at this time because uh, when, when did Doctor Who start?
0: 63. So we were Patrick Troughton was running around as the doctor at that time.
1: Yeah, so still well, quite
0: Do- Doctor Who's very low budget though. Very low budget, it I'm aware, I'm aware. Big budget stuff.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm that's where I'm, I'm kind of at.
0: Starting
2: to think of a lot of stuff that was big budget on British TV. Well, there the wasn't time. really
0: a big budget for British TV, generally. It That's why. Yeah. It was, it nice. was. Cinema was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: So, yeah. It was about the time that they started doing what they called the plays for today, which did actually have some decent budgets on those, mm. I think, from memory.
0: Uh, Noel Coward was the director's godfather in real life. <laughs> Uh, the part was partly uh, in recognition for the role that he played in giving Collinson, who had grown up unhappy in an orphanage, his start.
1: Oh, that's nice oh,
2: too. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I wonder what other films he did. I, I... Noel Coward? No, no, Pity Collins. Oh, Peter Collins. Mm. Uh
0: Collins. And Noel Coward was also paid £25,000 sterling for his 10 days of work uh, that he did, all of which were filmed in Dublin uh, to avoid paying the punitive UK tax rates. Oh, of course. Uh, and finally, Michael Caine has revealed um, his idea for what uh, Charlie Croker's great idea was at the end of the film. Mm. So so Michael Caine's had time to think about this. On his 70th birthday back in 2003, he did, um, as part of a documentary, he revealed what the great idea was that Charlie Croker had. I'm going to throw you guys into that scenario first, though. If you're Charlie Croker yeah. and you've got the gold in the bus and you've got all the guys in the bus and it's hanging over the cliff, what would be your great idea to either save everyone, or get the gold, or maybe do both. Well, I'm—I I was thinking, surely there's a door release
2: for the back, and, and then you just, climb just down open the it. doors, you let the gold out, and you can always climb down the bloody mountainside and retrieve the gold once you've. Got I mean, the it was passport. a
0: couple of thousand foot feet drop uh but well, it's, a, it's a little bit of a hike obviously
2: Stephen. Mm. but you know it's better than losing your life i suppose but do you have a plan out? i
1: mean is there a way of getting into the cab from that back bit into that front cab i think there is go mm. further into there and balance it out a bit more that way and mm. see if you can try and tip it back the other way
0: okay well they're not bad but uh michael kane's uh idea was this this is what he says the great idea was huh. The next thing... I'm sorry, should I do it in the impression?
2: Oh, that, that could be difficult to carry off it's for a true. number of lines. Yes.
0: I'd give it your best shot, but yeah. <laughs> You're only supposed to... Blow, there we go. The next thing that happens is you turn the engine on. You all sit exactly where you are until all the petrol has run out, which changes the equilibrium. We all jump out the bus and the gold goes over the cliff. At the bottom are the Italian Mafia sitting, waiting for the gold. That that was his thing. His great if idea. To lose the gold. But that but then that sets you up for the sequel for the Brazilian job. So yeah, his 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 concept was you get the people out and let the gold fall, like you said, but mm. with the boss. I
1: wonder if there's anybody who actually f- tried to figure out the the actual like physics for it. I'm sure there's somebody out there on the internet who's done it.
2: I think I think the f- the, f- the physics of it would because gold's heavy stuff gold's isn't it? Gold's
1: heavy, really heavy.
2: I I, th- I think they would have been over the side to be honest, the amount of gold. Yeah.
1: Mm. And the thing is is it just kept tipping and they're
2: like, ah, mm. shit." Yeah, mm. cuz once you get the tipping motion, yeah, the equilibrium should should be carrying that, really shouldn't it?
1: Well, as well you would think that, I mean, cuz it's it's weighing itself down. Are we reading too much into a, a film? Maybe, I th- maybe we might be reading
2: too much into a film.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um but yeah, I feel like somebody has probably tried to like suss this out and like f- tried to figure out the dimensions of the bus and how much. Maybe the bus taking a weigh bus to
2: the... the Alps of Italy,
0: Maybe.
1: And hanging
2: over an edge,
0: stolen four million dollars worth of gold. Yeah. yeah, popped it in there just That's as like
1: it. an experiment to see. Yeah, I bet somebody's tried it on the internet. Mm. Tell us if you know. Somebody Indeed. go Google it for us. and Maybe
2: the
0: Mythbusters. Maybe it's something you could try at oh, home. Oh,
1: yeah, Mythbusters. Yeah, yeah, try it at home, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. if you've got your own $4 million worth of gold bullion and the Alps in your back garden, then by all means, give it a crack and let us know. Uh, just uh, send it to us on our Facebook page, the Cinema Catchup Club on Facebook. All that remains <laughs> is for us to score the film, guys. So, oh. Ellen, you're up first because uh, it's your first time watching the film. What would you give the Italian job out of 10?
1: I'm gonna give it eight and a half exploding Mini Coopers out of ten.
0: That's pretty high.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. I I have to take a couple of things off for um, like you know Betty Hill sexually assaulting people and the sort of blatant sexism parts, but the rest of it I enjoyed. Okay. That's 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 kind of that's kind of the main thing that I'm like. Mm-hmm it's a product of its time, but it also makes me slightly uncomfortable. Uh, So, yeah, a few Mm. points knocked off for that. But, yeah.
0: All right, Murray, what about you? What are you giving this film out of 10?
2: Stephen, I'm going to give it
0: seven and a half blowing up doors out of 10. Out of 10. 10. Yeah. That is entirely fair. That was probably better than my impression earlier. (laughs) We, we can have a battle later. We can. Although, I think the ultimate winner is Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan. Absolutely. Uh, Folks, if you haven't checked it out, please
2: check out The Trip, episode one of the first series from memory. And you can
0: relive this film all over again. And for me, um, I enjoyed it. I, th- I think it's... Yeah, it, it's what you said, Murray. It's a perfect film for, like, a rainy Sunday afternoon. Mm. Just to have a bit of fun. It's a bit of a laugh. It doesn't take itself, take itself too seriously. And... It's just, it's just a good fun time, um, so I would give it seven pictures of the Queen uh, stuffed up on a prison wall out of ten. It was, um, it was just a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, and that is all for this week, so uh, Murray and Ellen, thank you very much for joining me on this episode. Uh, now I can say Arrivederci.
1: Yeah, you can say
0: And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. Uh, if you have any uh, additional comments like how you'd get the gold off the bus, uh, then go to our Facebook page. Just search for well, the Cinema Catch-Up Club and leave it there. Alternatively, you can uh, become a member of the club yourself. Uh, we're available on Patreon, Uh, If you join up at patreon.com forward slash ccucpodcast, then you can get some bonus material there as well. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcasting and podcatching services. But that's all for this week, so until next time, Arrivederci. Arrivederci.
1: Arrivederci, Roma.
0: You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. dot No, it wasn't Rome. It was Turin, Torino. It was well, that's Torino.
1: That's the song. The song
0: is that even? No, the song aroma. was With a the Self-Preservation <laughs> <to> Society." <laughs>